Ladies and gentlemen, on this episode, we take you to the beautiful nation of Ghana. Ghana is a nation that has given the world great personalities such as Kwame Nkrumah, Kofi Annan, Asamoah Gyan, Yaa Sentwa, the list is endless. Henceforth, as Ghana celebrates 66 years of independence next month, why not start the season by being Ghanaian? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Sanyin Podcast. Quick one. We at the Sanyin Podcast are saddened to hear about the tragic death of Ghanaian football star Christian Atsu. We are also keeping the people in Turkey and northern Syria in our prayers as they navigate these difficult times after the terrific earthquake that occurred on the 6th of February 2023. May the good Lord comfort the families and everyone who has lost their loved ones. I'm joined by an amazing cast of five amazing people currently based in China, but from the nation of Ghana, and I'll allow them to introduce themselves. So I'll start with Claire, Dax, Jemima, and Lorinda. So Claire. Um, hello, everyone. And first of all, I want to say thank you to Mr. JP for giving us the platform to also share our views. And also a very good evening to all your listeners. Um, my name is Claire Terubio Tergu from Ghana, and I live in Kumasi. And I would want to be known as an individual who is um, a hospitality and tourism enthusiast. And then I hope that at the end of this podcast, we are going to share amazing views which will impact life and in the society at large. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. Uh, Mr. Dad. Okay, thank you very much, Sanyi podcast for giving us this amazing platform to express our views about our own beloved country Ghana and my name is Imos Dakra Domokara and I prefer to be called Dax. I live in Kintampobono Afo region in Ghana and I'm currently based in China. Thank you. Okay amazing. Uh, Jemima? Hello, thank you, and thanks for this nice opportunity. We are all grateful to be here again. And I'm Jimana Tumwa, who's probably known as Patricia, and also from Ghana, obviously. And I'm, I'm grateful to be here to share what my beloved country is putting out there for everyone to know. I know that Ghana is welcome to everyone. So we hope to have a nice discussion and interaction on this platform. And once again, give it to our listeners. Thank you. Okay, uh, Lorinda. Hey. And then... Okay, thank you very much. My name is Asantiwa Lorinda, and I'm from the Ahafo region. And I'm currently in China, Wuhan. Finally, Anyonam. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Anyonam Ajaniku, and I'm Ghanaian, obviously. I'm from the Volta region, and... Yeah, I would describe myself as a fun-loving person and also someone who delights in cooking. And I'm also a child of God. I'm very passionate about the works of God. So, yeah, that's how I would describe myself. I'm currently in China as well. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Pastor Okay. Um, so the first question that um, all of you will, will take part in would be, um, what makes each of you proudly Ghanaian? Because um, there is coming from a country and is owning that country with its, um, you know, with that patriotic sense of it in your in your blood. So I'll start with Dax, Claire, Jemima, Lorinda, and Anyana. What makes you proud, the Ghanaian? Yeah, there are so many factors that really makes me proud as a Ghanaian. But what I like to talk of first is the peace and freedom we have in Ghana. You know, we have different, several, over 50 tribes in our country, but we still have peace and freedom. There's freedom everywhere. There's peace of mind for every individual to endeavor in their daily lives. You know, unity in diversity is our strength as Ghanaians. And another factor I'd like to mention is our culture, our culture, we have delicious delicacies, which 
really amazed me as a Ghanaian, which is very unique and very special. Thank you very much. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Claire, what makes you proud of Ghanaian? Um, what makes me proud as a Ghanaian? That has mentioned some of what I wanted to share, but I would want to add that um, one thing I love to be a Ghanaian is is the reputation that Ghana has. Um, hardly would you would you hear, aside of economical um, challenges, I mean, Ghana has a good reputation, maybe due to um, how peaceful the country is and how hospitable the people are. And so the reputation that Ghana has makes me proud because you go you go places and then they ask oh where are you from and you're like oh i'm from ghana oh yeah hey, good things about ghana and all that and so i think whatever ghanaians are doing that's making it a good place for people to be i think they should keep it up because it's one of the things that make me proud as a ghanaian so that's what i can share amazing amazing uh jemima most of the reasons why we are proud Ghanaians are so because but I think I'll add up on the how Ghanaians behave themselves. I think everybody can be a witness to it. No matter where you find a Ghanaian, you will definitely know that these people are unique amongst their peers. You know, most Ghanaians, they are well-managed where we go. And then at the same time, too, no matter how the differences may be, Ghanaians will never settle for violence. We are like the peacemakers, you know, and that makes me proud as a Ghanaian. And the last thing I will add is our name. Ghanaians have a unique name that everybody can bear witness to. If he's only related with a Ghanaian, and the person mentions, then you'll be like, oh, like my name, for instance, if I say Asusia, you know, oh, then this girl was born in Sunday. So that is the unique part of um, our country. Okay, uh, then finally, Lorinda, then Anion. Okay, for me, what really makes me proud as a Ghanaian is because I'm a Ghanaian. Yeah, I think I have no other option than to be proud because that's where <laughs> I come from and that's all I have. Yeah, and then I think most of them have been said, but one thing that really makes me very proud as a Ghanaian is the peace. Looking up, um, just like um, the first person said, a lot of ethnic groups, many, many ethnic groups, and then even religious groups. But then we still try to live in unity despite everything. We can have all the arguments, but one thing for sure that we know is never going to happen. Doesn't matter how the arguments or the discussion goes, it's like war. Ghana is such a very peaceful country. We have different, different, different groups and other stuff, but yet, peace always prevail, how hospitable the people are. I've never heard of a single person saying I visited Ghana and, and I wasn't welcomed or I didn't feel the vibe. People always praise Ghana, Ghanaians and Ghana for how hospitable the people are. And I'm very proud of that. Yeah, thank you. Wow, wow, wow. And you know? Hi, all right. So I think that everything has been said. There are a good number of reasons why I would describe myself as a proud Ghanaian and I think that the greatest one is the peace which everyone has spoken about you know we have different um we have different political parties and we've had actually four peaceful transition of powers you know between the political parties but never for once will you hear that um there is a war in Ghana there is conflict in Ghana there is nothing like that so I think one of the greatest things as I'll also add, add is the peace that we enjoy and then of course, the rich culture, the food, yeah, like the variety of delicacies that we have. And I think that I would also like to add one thing that I think most of us forgot is the natural resources. Yeah, I think we are rich in natural resources as well. So I think that these are the few reasons that I can say that, oh, because of these reasons, I'm a proud Ghanaian. Yeah, thank you. Okay, um, my next question is something I think I was told since primary. Um, Ghana was the first country in sub-Saharan Africa to get independence, 6th March 1957. So next month, 
Ghana is marking 66 years of independence. So what do you think has been Ghana's achievements over the past 66 years? It, uh, ask Claire Jemima and that. I'll start with Claire. Okay. Um, so with our achievements, um, what comes to mind are, first of all, the development of the tourism sector. I am... I am passionate about this sector because that is my field. And then I, I am grateful that the government of Ghana has realized how important this sector is to the economy. And then if we all know about the, the year of return in Ghana, well, it generated a lot of um, revenue to the country in 2019. And then I think they wanted to bring something called uh, beyond the return in 2020, but unfortunately it could not be implemented due to COVID-19. However, um, this year, no, sorry, last year, I think December, um, I've forgotten the team, but the government made sure that um, all foreigners coming to Ghana to spend the holidays, um, they took away an initiative whereby at first it was visa on arrival, but they realized that um, Ghana has become like the popular destination for Christmas, if I should say. And so the government initiated an, um, um, how should I, a program whereby all foreigners who are coming to the country, they need that. And so a lot of foreigners came to Ghana, and I don't know where whether your everyone saw that on social media, but Ghana became like a home for Christmas. We saw a lot of um, foreign and um, popular actors from all kinds of nations coming to Ghana just to have fun. And then the Afrochella, the Afro nation, it became like something we have never experienced. And then I think this program couldn't have been held if the government didn't implement this um, this initiative. So that is one achievement. And also the free SHS policy. Well, some people may not agree with this, but for me, I feel like this policy is an achievement for the country because there have been times that of course, uh, we have all, I don't know about any, um, the other guests, but most of us I know had our senior high school in Ghana. And then we've been in um, classes whereby there were brilliant students yet needy, and then they passed, but due to financial challenges, they couldn't go to um, the senior high schools. And so the government making this policy for me, whereby, brilliant students, yet needy, could all gain admission to the senior high school like everyone. It's one of the achievements I would love to mention. And finally, I think this is, we've already mentioned it, but I would want to um, state that again, which is the peace we've kept. It's been almost 66 years and then we have maintained that peace, which is laudable, I think. It is something worth mentioning. So yeah, these are some of the achievements I would want to mention. Wow, thanks, Claire. Uh, Dax, what can you add on that? Ghana's achievements over the years. Yes, um, there are so many achievements and what I would like to really enlighten on is about the people. Ghana has produced prominent people, not for only the country, but for Africa and the world as a whole. We cannot talk about Ghana without forgetting the first black UN General Secretary, Kofi Annan, is a Ghanaian. We cannot talk about footballers without Ghanaians. Samuel Jai, Christian Achu, may his soul rest in perfect peace, and all the likes. We cannot talk about music without mentioning Ghanaians, Sakwadie, Stoneboy, Jackie. You see, so Ghana has really achieved so many things in terms of human resources. Ghana has really contributed not only to the country, but to Africa and the world as a large. 
Also, I would like to talk about our economy. Even though within this year, our economy has 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 been the worst ever, irrespective of how worse it is, it is still among the strongest economy in the continent of Africa. We cannot talk about economy without Africa. We have one of the best and the strongest currency in our continent. These are amount some of the achievements, which I will also allow my other guests to also mention some. Thank you. Okay, Jemima, your conclusion on that question? Okay, I think most uh, points are been What I will add is, um, as, as Black Africans face completely daily dependent, I think the laudable thing Ghana has achieved so far is the peaceful elections. You know, over the last six decades, we cannot bear witness that Ghana has transitioned from military dictatorship to a well-functioning democracy. You know, it's like we are moving from this political party to the next, we come back to this, we come back to this next. It's like smoothly and very peaceful, which is like enviable to many African countries. And then the last thing I will add is from the health sector, since that is also Ghana is one of the few countries with a universal health insurance scheme. And that is a great deal to show for investment in the health sector. And Ghana is ranked as seventh out of 153 countries for measles immunization. So, as you can see, we are not doing bad as a country. We've achieved quite a number of things for ourselves. Okay. Um... You uh, you have highlighted, I mean, uh, my guests here, you have highlighted about the Ghanaian culture, the culture of the people from Ghana and how it's unique and how that makes you proud. I just want to know what aspects of of Ghanaian culture is that that makes you proudly Ghanaian? I'll ask uh, Lorinda and Anyuna. That unique characteristic of Ghanaian culture. I'll start with Anyuna. Okay. I'm... You know, um, Ghanaian culture is one of, um, which is actually rich in heritage and has actually been passed from generations to generations. And as rightly said by our host, um, it's vibrancy. I think that I will talk about the food. I will talk about our food. You can never talk about um, you being a Ghanaian to someone and then the person will not mention Jolov. You know, I think that our food and our delicacy stands out for me. Um, our foods are actually, you know, we don't have one-way food in Ghana, right? We have variety and we have indigenous spices. We have um, food that like jollof, um, wache, that has become very iconic in the diaspora. And, you know, as I said earlier, that you can never mention to someone that, oh, I am from Ghana. And then the person will not talk about our food. The person will be like, oh, I went to this place and then I saw that Ghanaians like eating this, that Ghanaians like spicy food and everything. So I think that one of which I would say stands out and really represents um, Ghanaians, I would say that it's our food. Yeah, one of our culture, our, our food. Our food really represents Ghana so well, especially um, in the Western world. I think that our food really represents the people of Ghana so well. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I would say. Thank you. Okay, uh, Lorinda, your take on Okay, for me, I would say respect. The Ghanaian culture is very, 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 like Ghanaian, um, how do I put it? They really emphasize on respect. Like we all here as Ghanaians will bear witness how we do our things in Ghana. Like most of even our sentences end with please. Even if you are being um, rude to someone, you can even still add please. And then how we treat our elders. You wake like you just stand up and offer your chair or your seat to an elderly person. You see an elderly person carrying like goods or luggage, and then you run to the person to just take them. And then even when we meet people outside Ghana, we still try to bring that same thing here because several times have I seen Ghanaians in subway offering their seats to the needy. And I think that part really, really stands out. And also the sense of family. You see, in most countries, especially those Western ones, they think my family is only my mother, my father, or some even think it's their husband and their children. But then when you go to the Ghanaian society or the Ghanaian community, 
aunties, uncles, we all have that sense of family, that sense of union within us. And then when we come here, I've seen that in several times, like in my former school, my former school, most of the time we organize like just um, programs. Sometimes we just cook together, we eat and all that. Most of us don't even know where each of us come from. Some are from the western part, the upper part, the southern part, but we all come together and then we just leave, we just have fun, we just do other things. And I think it's something that really stands out when it comes to the Ghanaian culture. And I'm really, really proud of that part also. Yeah, thank you. Wow, that was a great insight. Um, okay, my next question is what Ghana's contribution to Africa as a whole? And I'll ask Dax, Claire, and Dorinda to highlight on that point. So I'll start with Dax. Oh, oh okay. So before I, I answer that question, I'd like to add up to uh, the aspect of our culture which stands out. I would also like to talk about our language. Even though we have English language as our official language, we have a common local language that about 95% of Ghanaians can understand, can speak and understand. So which anywhere we go, we can communicate easily so that other foreigners don't understand, you know, not like English. We have a local language like Chi, which is very common for everybody to undergo business. So irrespective of where you are in Ghana, whether you are in the northern part, southern part, central part, and all those things, there's easy communication. And that is really nice. And that really stands out for me. And I love that we have our local and cherishable language tree. Also, then uh, the, 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 the next question, which is, Ghana's contribution towards Africa. Ghana has been termed as the gateway to Africa. Ghana made the way for all other African countries to gain independence and freedom. I think to me, this is one of the greatest achievements that Ghana has ever made towards the continent of Africa, that we really helped most other countries to gain independence. Another aspect that I would like to talk about is our natural resources. We cannot talk about chocolate every time and not appreciate Ghana. We always enjoy chocolate. I know Valentine, most of us receive chocolates. If you didn't receive, we are sorry for you. But we have to acknowledge Ghana for that wonderful resources that we get from Ghana. And this is one great achievement for the continent. Okay, uh, Claire. And Lorinda, you can add on that. I'll start with Claire, Ghana's contribution to the continent. Um, to the continent, I think um, what comes to mind is um, is it the 20, 2010 World Cup? Eh? The 2010 World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I think that is where Ghana, I feel that was where most. Africans got to know about Ghana, where we qualified for the quarterfinals. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Um, and I think yes, that was sir. where a lot of people also got to know about Asamoajan. I know people in the US where they get free lunch, free um, haircuts, just because they are from Ghana. And then the other people loved Asamoajan for his contribution um, during that World Cup. And there was a time Every African was supporting Ghana. Even now that I will say that our national um, men football team is not really doing well, but when we go for World Cup, like a lot of people are cheering on Ghana because of that past, um, should I say, achievement they 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 made during the 2010 um, World Cup. Yeah, so that is one of the contributions I think Ghana um, has made in Africa, uh, to Africa. And also secondly, as Dak said, Ghana is the gateway. I mean, it is debatable, but yes, we have taken that bragging right. Ghana is the gateway. And then I would, I'm, I'm going to say something to support this, uh, which is our, I've mentioned it, but I'll mention it again, which is the tourism sector. 
Now, even when we started with this year of return in 2019, after that initiative, it was seen that Nigeria started doing same. They started something similar as that initiative. And so for us starting something, it's like Ghana is always the pace setter when it, <laughs> when it comes to that. Yes, Ghana is always the pace setter. We start at this copy. So yeah, with the tourism sector and with the initiative, we have started this Afrochella. And I think Nigeria too did something similar during the um, December festive season. And so, yeah, this is, I mean, it, it might start small. What, what, when I say small, meaning it might start from our country, but yes, it is not bad when you copy something good. So um, if other nations find our little contributions to our nation as a positive one, of course, and we will share them on when they also start that. So yeah, this is something I want to add. Wow, wow, that's so wonderful. What Claire just raised has reminded me of something about the World Cup, uh, Ghana being the third country in Africa to be to qualify for quarterfinals in World Cup. And I couldn't believe that even a Chinese professor was so moved and uh, and he was saying that, oh, it is because of this World Cup that I got to know of your country. And I was like, wow, really? It's not even only within Africa, but within Asia, the whole world. Wow, Ghana, an amazing country. <laughs> okay. JP, yeah? is it okay to add something? Yeah, I yeah, you can add, you can continue. So I think one of our greatest contribution to Africa, which is, I feel like it's not yet known, is the making of our shito. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Shito, our Shito, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Shito is, it's a sauce, it's a Ghanaian traditional made sauce, I should say. It is something that is not known, but anyone that tries that Shito would want to try and then, or would want to make or buy that Shito. It is not known, but yes, I believe it is a contribution to Africa. I forgot to add that. Thank you. Wow, I've tried Shito, it's sweet though. <laughs> okay, um, my next question would be, which I would ask all of you, is who's your favorite Ghanaian personality and why? Oh, my favorite is uh, Osajofo Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. He is my favorite and I think not only me, to most people, and he will forever be in our hearts and mind. Because this man, after helping Ghana gain independence, he said that independence is meaningless until the whole Africa is united, until we are together as one. What a selfless and visionary leader, a leader who never thought only about his country, but thought about the entire continent, Africa. This is so wonderful. And could, would you believe that the major projects, the major uh, facilities and industries in Ghana, which are operating, helping the country now, were all built by Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. Very visionary. We cannot talk about electricity without forgetting Osage for Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. We cannot talk about our best tertiary institutions in Ghana without Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. Wonderful, forever. May he so rest in perfect peace. Hey, uh, Anyanam, your favorite Kenyan personality? Uh, okay, thank you for the question. I think that before I answer the question, I would like to add to the contribution of Ghana to, to Africa. You know, I think that our ability to produce well-able men and loyal men. Yeah, I think that in, in China, I've seen a lot of people, a, a, a lot of Africans, you know, going out with Ghanaians, and I think the testimony is good. Yeah, so I think that I would like to add that the, the, our ability to, to produce well-able men. Amen. <laughs> okay, so for my personality, I think I will talk about Mrs. Elino Efi Amano. She's called, um, she's mostly known um, by uh, Mamefi, yeah, she's a TV personality, and 
I like a skill um, in solving all manners of problems. I think that there's no problem that you take to Mamefe and then she will not be able to help you. She's actually good. She has expert in managing all kinds of relationship issues and marital issues. So I think that I see myself in her. I think that she does something that I think that when I'm when I'm grown, I can be able to do. So I most people do not know her because her her show her show is actually in three. So uh, most people cannot understand unless only Ghanaians, of course. Uh, so I think that my favorite personality is Mamefi. Yeah, she's mostly called Mamefi. Yeah. Okay, uh, Claire, the Ghana person personality. Okay, I do have quite a number, um, but I would want to start with my favorite, which is um, she is Akosia Denta Amwatin, also known as Denta. Um, she is the, um, I think she is the president of Guba Enterprise. And then recently, what one of her achievements is she has, um, you know, I think they, in, they recently launched um, the Grammy African chapter. And then it was all um, due to her efforts and then, I feel like she's doing a lot for Ghana and she's also trying to um, bring a lot of um, our artists to the limelight in the, um, the outside world. And so Denta is my favorite amongst them, but I would also want to mention, I would also want to mention um, Honorable Haruna Idrisu. I think he is, um, one of our member of parliament. I love him because of his honesty and then his frank opinions. I mean, if we have such leaders in our country who put our nation first, I think um, we will do better than what we are doing now. And also I love um, Kennedy Japan <laughs> also for his frank opinions and his boldness to make the truth known when things are not being told or when the truth is not told. And so I love Kennedy Japan. And lastly, I love Oliver Kahn. I don't know his real name, but he's known as Oliver Kahn. I love him because when I want someone to listen to, when I want someone to listen to, that will make me happy or that will make me laugh out loud. I go on his page on YouTube and then I just listen to him talk. And he makes me happy. And yeah, so these are my favorite, um, what was it? They are my favorite personalities here in Ghana. Wow, I also like Kenny Chipomi though. He's a, he's, a, he's a nice man. He talks sense. Um, okay, uh, so my next question would be, um, has would be do you think Ghana has reached her potential as a nation? Uh, you said all these amazing things about Ghana peace, the natural resources, the culture, over the past 66 years, do you think Ghana has reached her potential? And if not, why? Uh, I'll ask Anyonam and Dax and Claire to, to highlight on that. Do you think Ghana has reached her potential? I'll start with Anyonam. Um, Ghana has come quite far, as you know, as, as a nation. Um, gaining its independence in 1957. I think we have done extremely well in growth. I'm talking as I'm talking proudly as Ghanaian. Please don't come for me. <laughs> okay, so but however, I believe that it has not reached its potential as a nation. You know, tapping into a, a, a nation's potential has got to do with the utilization of its resources. And you know, Ghana is really endowed with a lot of natural resources, but it's quite obvious that the, nat the natural resources of this nation have not adequately been explored. Um, I think that there is little exploration what the benefits of these natural resources are as a nation. So I think that we have really not reached our potential. We have uh, certain limitations um, that, that, yeah, they are limiting our advance as our advancement actually as a nation. So one key element that suggests that Ghana really hasn't also reached its potential is a huge number of untapped human resources. Um, you know, they are most energetic, um, 
youth, brilliant and innovative young people in the country um, who have actually not been given the avenue to flourish in the nation. There is un unemployment here and there, but the country is really endowed with a lot of things. So I would say that Ghana has not really reached its potential as a nation. While we, we have grown, yes, we have certainly grown um, over the past six years, but I still believe that there is much more to do. And there is even also um, brain drain because most people travel to different countries to work because there is no work in Ghana. There is no job opportunities. Um, there are a few things that we really need to work on. So I, think, I would say that um, our advancement as a nation is really lagging and we need to do more. We need to do more to reach our potential as a nation. So I think that we have done well over the 66 years, but we have not reached our potential as a nation. I think that's why I take on this question. Thank you. Okay, uh, Dax, what would you, your take on that? Has Ghana reached our potential? This question really reminds me of the old adage which says, to whom much is given, much is expected. Ghana has been blessed with so many resources, naturally, humanly, and other resources. Yet, I think we have not really reached our potentials. There's much we can do. And one aspect that I think Ghana can really really transform and develop very faster is changing our mindset. Changing, transforming the mindset of the people can really help Ghana reach its potential. Okay, uh, Claire, your conclusion on that, uh, on that question. Okay, I will start by continuing from where that ended um, with the mindset. I think it's a very key element to note. Um, Ghanaians have been known as people with short memories. Like you do something and then uh, after a while, they don't even remember that. And what's a country without a past to hold on? Even though the past might not be of a good one, but as a country, those mistakes should make us better. And then also even the good ones, we should advance more on it. So yes, um, the mindset is a key element. And also, um, I, I am saying all this because I believe we haven't um, gotten to our utmost potential as a country. And then secondly, I would want to say that when our political parties or the governments um, starts to um, implement whatever agenda they say they would want to do when they when they come on power. I feel like if they start making sure everything said is done, then of course we will advance as a country, but it's unfortunate that it's as if we are always sugar-coated with words when elections are approaching, but after that, the government do whatever will suit them. And so, as a country, as we are also changing our mindset, our political parties or the government in power should do as they said before the elections because people can do a lot when they're in power. And so the change must start when they get the power. And so with all this said, I believe we will, well, we can only hope that one day we may reach our potential in the US which we believe is one of the powerful countries I don't think have reached their potential. But of course, we can always aim higher. And then they always say that Africa doesn't lack anything. We have everything. Um, the Europeans came for something they saw and they still are doing. That is because they, that's because we have every single thing in Africa and specifically in Ghana, whatever we need to make a change, we do have it. So then why are we not? Maybe it's a question we should all ask ourselves. Sometimes as I previously say, uh, we will blame the government, we will blame other people, but maybe <laughs> we will make an advancement when we make the change personally. So wherever we are, whatever we do, 
when we put our nation first, one day we'll reach our potential. So that's how I'd want to conclude this. Okay. Um. There is uh, there is an issue which I'd want to uh, ask uh, your opinion about, which is the economic challenge facing Ghana right now. Because of recent, I've been hearing news, Ghana asking for a bailout. Then um, President Nana Kufuadu appearing on BBC saying, no, everything is okay, this and this. Um, so I want to ask, um, why do you think it went wrong for Ghana to have this economic challenge? I'll start with Claire again. What happened? In your view, the economy just went downhill. Um, um, well, this is a tough question to say. Uh, honestly, I don't think I know where it's, it started, but I can, I can only say that um, I believe it started when um, there was this onset of COVID-19. Um, I think that COVID-19 played a major part in which we all know that every other country globally was affected. But why did Ghana's economic challenges um, couldn't um, be revived? That I don't know why, because every other nation faced this pandemic, but some way, somehow, reviving it has become um, a struggle. But what I can say is that Ghana as a nation, I feel we don't plan ahead. Um, it's about time that public health crisis becomes an important issue whereby every country should plan ahead because public health crisis, it wouldn't come and inform anyone. It just happens. So whenever we are making policies or we are making strategies, there should be a part where we discuss public health crisis so that when it happens, we already have some guidelines to fight this crisis economically. So yeah, when we do that, I think um, even if the struggles come, we have a plan to go by it. And also um, we need a strict system and then we need the right people whereby we can follow. In China, we know that should you even dump something or should you litter around, you might be, when caught, you might be held responsible. But in Africa, sometimes I know that there are laws and it's only, um, it's only favor the rich, if I should say. I mean, yeah, there, I know some people that could go scot-free when they go against the law. So that we need a strict, we need a strict system whereby the rules and regulations are strictly followed by everyone, regardless of your status, regardless of your position, regardless of whatever you think you are in Ghana, that makes you have that power. And so we need all these to be implemented in my view, so that uh, some of these economic challenges will not have major effects on us as a nation. Yay, thank you. Um, Anyana, what would be your take on that? Ghana's economic challenge and why it's happening? <laughs> I think I agree with what Claire said that I can't really point what has really caused our challenges. Um, but I would say maybe a lack of effective management and maybe lack of honest accountability on the side of our leaders. Um, uh, yeah, I think that we, we as a country, we have not been able to live within our means. We, there are a lot of things that have actually happened in the country that have, there were a lot of policies that have been implemented. I would not like to mention them, but I felt like as a nation, we were so young to implement such policies. And I think that with those, um, the, the implementation of such policies have actually drained the, the economy. It has really drained the economy. So it's heavy burdens on the economy, but 
um, we didn't have the mouth to speak and we didn't have the um, we didn't have people that would give their honest opinions and so maybe if um, you would want to say the honest truth you might be you might be attacked so most people just swallowed it so um fair um we we're moving forward as a country i think that there should be effective management and we should try as a country to live within our means and we should also have effective um maybe accountability system um we should as leaders they should try to be honest to us and then to the people they are they are serving and even to themselves and god as well so i think that i can't point to what has really caused us um to 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 be to be drained economically as a nation but i would try to say that let's try to live within our means let's actually implement effective management system and also let's be honest to the people to god and to ourselves and yeah especially on the side of our leaders i think that's what i would say yeah thank you okay so i'm going to my second last question which would be ghana's entertainment industry you have people like Sako De, Stone Boy, um, Manifest. I don't know if I have to remember them. Jackie. So the entertainment industry in Ghana is, you know, it's booming, you know. So what would be your take on the Ghanaian entertainment industry? Is it something that can um, the Ghanaian government and society can use to propel Ghana and sell Ghana to the world? I start with Claire. The aspect of tourism using entertainment and tourism. Yeah, um, our entertainment industry, um, well, is doing a lot, but yet there are room for improvement. As you said, we have Sarkodie, uh, which I think recently he had a remix um, um, to one of. Bob Marley's song, I think it's a tear it up. Um, and so, well, for somebody of such caliber in our country um, to be recognized by the Marley's family to remix um, that, the legend's music, I think it's laudable. And of course, we do have a lot of uh, musicians. Well, with the tourism industry, there are ambassadors and most most of these ambassadors of tourism in Ghana are the musicians and also the the actors and so they are playing a lot of roles especially during the COVID-19 where uh, there was a point where people were allowed to move freely they realized that um, tourism was specifically domestic tourism was uh, one of the ways to revive the economy, but people were scared to move out of their homes to travel around the country. And so they realized that these celebrities in Ghana are people who are loved by the public. And so if the public is scared to move out, why don't we indulge the entertainment industry to come out um, spread out this campaign to travel. And so yes, um, yes, our um, our entertainers are not just entertaining as true music or true movies, but we only came to a point where Ghanaians were scared to travel. They came out to make sure that even they, their role models are not afraid and so they can also do same. And I think it is something worth to mention. And also we have other um, other entertainers um, such as, I personally love um, Kenata, Kofi Kenata. I would want to mention Kofi Kenata. I love his music, but yes, the entertainment industry has its lows. And most of the times we are being compared to our major competitor, which is um, the Nigerians, um, which I think, yes, they are worth to be the most known entertainers in Africa. Well, they are putting a lot of work in their crafts and then Ghanaians should 
follow their footsteps, whatever Nigerians are doing to make the entertainment industry um, this big. Ghanaians can always learn from their brothers and sisters. And also, um, the entertainment industry has has been complaining. I mean, the stakeholders of the in industry have been complaining about their royalties. I think royalties is an issue as a whole in Africa. And so as Ghanaians, as we always say, we are the pay sitters. I think they should start working on giving the royalties worth of their, their talent, worth their crafts to these individuals so that they can equally make us happy when needed. So yeah, this is what I can add up to it. Okay, uh, that's your take on the Ghanaian entertainment industry. Wow, I really love that question. You know, I never paid attention to this, our entertainment industry until I came to China. It is only when I came to China that I realized that one of the greatest assets we have as a country, as Ghana, is our entertainment industry. There are so many people who know Ghana through music, and they don't even know these politicians in our country, where the politicians which we value in our country, you know, the other people which in our country we value, but they don't really sell the country that much as compared to our musicians. I remember in 2018 when I got to China, I met some foreigners singing this on one corner. They knew a, a musician called Patapa, which Patapa is not really recognized in the country. But I could see how valuable Patapa is in selling the country. So for our entertainment industry, is one of the greatest assets, which is lacking a lot. The government really have to invest in the entertainment industry. It is really helping the country. It is really bringing investors into the country. And we need to invest in our entertainment industry. It is sad to know that uh, sometimes we have musicians at their old age, you know, they will be very poor and all those things. There should be some schemes. There should be some policies to, to, to help them, to support them, to support them. That's my view about our entertainment industry. Oh, thank you, Mr. Dax. Uh, Anyanam, can conclude on that? If you have uh, a tech. Okay. So adding to what um, my brother and my sister already said, I think there is this statement that I always hear people say that, Travel and see, right? Travel and see. And I always thought that it's just travel to go and see the place you are going. But little did I know that it's also talking about travel and look back in your country. Travel and see what happens in your country. Travel and look at your country from afar. It was when I came to China also that I realized that our entertainment industry is really, really doing well. And one of the categories I would like to talk about is the music music industry the music industry has really been blooming of late and um i think that they are really doing well putting ghana on the map i can see great young talent coming out and i can see that the famous celebrities are also doing their best to keep ghana on the map so a typical example is shatawale's feature to beyonce's song and as claire said um sarkodia's feature on bob Marley's. Um, remix or something like that. I think that the music industry has really been doing well. And we even have the likes um, people like Black Sharif, who just came up recently, and they are doing amazing. They are really doing well. We can't also forget our gospel musicians, Diana Hamilton, the Jumetos. They are really, really doing well. The music industry is really doing well for Ghana. And I would like to talk about the movie industry. I don't even think that some people outside Ghana know that we have maybe a movie industry in Ghana, but um, our movie industry in Ghana is effectively dying out. And of which I think that the government can come in to help. And one of the things that I would like to talk about, um, I think I would like to what I would like to add to what Claire said that the stakeholders like they really need to be helped. And I think that's another thing that can help to revamp the um, the movie industry or the entertainment industry as a whole 
is that they should work together. Nobody is fighting anybody. Nobody is anybody's enemy. Um, if they work together and if they let peace prevail and there are no beefs, there are no fights here and there, I think that they are going to push up and then they are going to re be revived. And then I believe that our entertainment industry is going to go higher and higher and the whole world will be, will be happy that, yeah, Ghana is, is still on the map. So I think that that's what I would say concerning our entertainment industry. I'm really proud of it, but there is more work to be done. Yeah, I think that's what I would add. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so I'm on my final question. And, you know, it's very hard to predict the future, but I'm just going to ask you this question. Um, where do you see Ghana in the next 10 years? Uh, depending on how Ghana has been through the past 66 years and the current situation, how would you see Ghana in the next 10 years? If you try to imagine. I'll start with Dax. That... Yes, I I I see Ghana growing and becoming better than now in the next 10 years to come because now I can see and I can sense a great sense of strength and force from the youth. The youth growing up are really fighting and are really doing their best to develop, to advance the country. And I see Ghana being among the best countries, not only in Africa, but the world as a whole in the next 10 years to come. Okay, uh, Anyonam, and then Claire will end the podcast. Ah, okay. I'm a woman of faith, so I think I will speak out of faith, you know. We live by faith and not by sight. So <laughs> out of faith, <laughs> I would say that I see Ghana, Ghana's economy being revived. Yeah, I see Ghana to be fully grown to their potential, if not um, reaching their, their maximum potential. I think that at least they will be um, making some progress. So I think, yeah, I see, I, I see Ghana on the positive side and I see Ghana being revived to the Ghana that we knew and even beyond. So yeah, talking out of faith, yes, I think that um, that's what I would say, that I see Ghana to be one of the biggest um, countries in Africa and would also help um, Africa to continue being on the map. Yes, 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 I think that's what I would say. <laughs> and Claire can conclude our podcast today with your suggestion. I will okay. conclude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in 10 years, I see Ghana, we we are retaining our peace. We will still retain our peace, the peace we still enjoy. And then I see, I mean, Ghana means the warrior, just so um, just to say this. Um we are survivors, Ghanaians are survivors. Even amidst these economical challenges, the average Ghanaian is still doing their best. It's even surprising. Sometimes even we abroad, when we get to know the prices of items in the country now, you're like, how are these people surviving? But then you call and then you call home and everything is fine. And I, I think with this surviving, trait of us whichever area that we are lacking we are survivors we shall advance on it and we shall sail through and then in 10 years i would want to um see our health sector being advanced our educational sector being advanced and in the agricultural sector also being advanced and so yeah in 10 years and our entertainment industry, hopefully there'll be a Grammy Award winner from Ghana. And then hopefully our Black Stars might win the World Cup one day. So yeah, in 10 years, this, these are the things I'm foreseeing. And so yeah, hopefully, yeah. Okay, for sure Ghana will be great in the next 10 years, judging by your prediction. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's conclude the show <laughs> conclude. the owners are yours yeah huh? so lastly thank you for this platform and 
don't forget the best men are from Ghana. Thank oh you. yeah, Ghanaian men don't cheat. And the Ghanaian ladies are faithful. Get yourself one. <laughs> then yes, then you should invite us again so that we can check if Ghana became really great. Okay. Uh, yes. Time for us. I think we'll be meeting at, in a very big place, and then we'll say, "Yeah, we were the ones that said Ghana was going to be like us." I think oh, yes. we're going to say that. Yes, our words came to pass. So I think, yeah, <laughs> we hope for the best for Ghana. Yes.